Welcome back to the Please Stop Talking podcast, where we make you want to listen and stop talking. We are your hosts, Claire and Morgan, two small town teachers ready to discuss all things school and not school. Disclaimer, we love our jobs. We will try to keep it PG and use fake names. Today's topic is, do you really know me? Do you? I don't know if I do or not. <laughs> now, please stop talking. Shh. Guess what? What? I had a special guest this week. Who do you have for us this week? You want to know his name? Yeah, I want to know his name. His name's Chris. Chris what? Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> is that like a person? Like, is he about to show up or is this a thing? No, it's a thing. It's a little stuffed animal pig that I've had in my classroom. Oh, is that like, uh, since you're a grown adult, is that like a therapy pig or mm-hmm. just for fun? A therapy pig. Like your emotional support animal kind Not of? Not mine. Oh, did you steal him? <laughs> he you was left him? unattended and needed a new home. Oh, so you adopted Crispy Bacon. I have adopted Crispy Bacon. Mm. Or what was the new name? It was like Thugga Pig or something like that. Yeah, Thugga Pig, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Well, welcome Crispy Bacon to our couch. You can enjoy us talking. <laughs> so please stop talking. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> go off last week. We have a lot of comments about how, you know, we have different tastes in men. But we have the same taste in our flavors at Bath and Body Works. And this has been quite a controversy between the <laughs> two of us of whether we call Bath and Body Works or any type of scent, as flavors. I would say. Candle or flavors. flavors. And so we thought we'd play a fun little get-to-know-each-other game or get-to-know... Me, since this is more of a, you directed this quiz, <laughs> of if I can determine the name of either a Bath and Body Works scent, or flavor. is it a Taylor Swift song? A flavor. So Morgan, would you like to go ahead and start our quiz? Yes. And I would like to preface this. I think it's fair that you have to answer. Yes, because I am not a Swifty. Because you're not a Swifty. But it doesn't hurt my feelings. You're not a Swifty. Like yes. you should be able to have your own music taste without anybody like yelling at you. Yes, We're forcing you. Yes. This is my first question. All right. Is it a Taylor Swift song or a Bath and Body Works flavor or both? Scent. Flavor. Um, a Thousand Wishes. That's Bath and Body Works. And you are correct. I hate that scent, though. <laughs> it's awful. All right. Midnight Snow. That sounds like a Taylor Swift. Really? You were wrong. So. Oh, well, it's Bath and Body it's Works. It's a Bath and Body Works flavor. Scent. I've never smelled it before. I haven't smelled that one either. I know you know this one, Lavender Haze. That one's Taylor Swift. Yes. So can you explain to me what you think a Lavender Haze is, though? Because I don't understand that. Because <laughs> to me, that would be a very good <laughs> Bath and Body Works scent. Um, <clears throat> no, I cannot. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Paris. I don't recall Taylor Swift in the media in Paris, so I'm going to say Bath and Body Works. <clears throat> you are incorrect. What was the Taylor Swift song about Paris? I don't want to sing it. Well, I don't want you to sing it either. I wanted <laughs> you to tell me what it's about. It's like my friend's sis- ex-sister. Okay, next. All right, Into the Night. I think that's Bath and Body Works. You are correct. Christmas Tree Farm. Christmas Tree Farm. 
Taylor Swift. <laughs> it is a Taylor Swift song. Do you know why? Like that—that's the farm, like her family owned. No, I have no idea. Okay, Haunted Nights, Bath and Body Works. Yes, Halloween edition. I'm assuming. <laughs> Mad about you, Taylor Swift. Incorrect. Dark Kiss. That's Bath and Body Works because for <laughs> Christmas, one of my students got me a candle. And lotion that was dark kiss, and he said that he thought of me. And I was like, why? He's like, because you're emo. <laughs> and all right, I'll take it. Forever winter. Taylor Swift. You're correct. Do you know what that song's about? <laughs> I'm just so impressed right now. I feel like I've gotten a lot of them wrong. I feel like you've been like 50-50. Anyways, was that the last one? That was the last one. Does it tell me if I, my percentage... I might have um, clicked the right answer on the ones oh. you said wrong. So, you know, the score said 100%. Oh, so you got a 100. I what did. do you think I got? Like a 75. Yeah, I'll take it. You know, C's get degrees in some ways. <laughs> now, if we're talking about scents, because a lot of those, I feel like, are very popular Bath & Body Works scents. Flavors. Now, scents. The things I smell on a daily basis are like Walmart eucalyptics with like a splash of Ariana Grande perfume with a mist of Axe body spray and then a Calvin Klein spritz of cologne and they all meld together and then all in the same smell. That's what I get and I get an immediate headache at school. What do you feel about perfumes and scents? Well, I don't mind, like, kids coming in and, like, wearing their perfume and colognes. What I do mind is it being sprayed in my classroom. But I And what is your reasoning that you give them to not spray it in the classroom? Well, one, like, I want my flavors in the room. Like, I want, you know, my calm essential oils, like my calming Mm -hmm. essential, essential oils to, like, be more predominant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of the, the smells going around right now are Axe or vanilla. And I am not a vanilla. I don't like vanilla flavors. I feel like it's either like cedar wood, old spice, and then it's mixed with like cotton candy body mist with then like a cucumber hand sanitizer <laughs> And I tell all the kids, it's because once you smell all of them, it all stinks. And I'm like, no, miss, they smell so good. And it's like, no, y'all stink. Like, I understand. If you go to PE first period and you're dripping in sweat and, you know, you don't want your girlfriend smelling your dirty armpit, like, but you go to the bathroom and you put it on in the bathroom. Yeah, like, let me know, like, hey, I need to go spray cologne. I'll even let you go outside to spray it. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like this is, like, one of the... The, it's it's not like a me thing, but there's a lot of kids that have like asthma and allergies and can be really sensitive yeah. to a lot of smells. So I don't need extra smells going on. Like I'm very particular about the smell that I put in my classroom because it's like it's a non-hyperallergenic. Right. But when you're, when this person's spraying... They're Sol de Janeiro, and this person's play, like spraying their axe, and like it's too it's much. It's too much. 
What do you think of them, how they don't wear deodorant, but they spray themselves with perfume? Out of love. Out of love. Um, you know, I, I understand, like, some, some people are very, like, it's their personal choice. Um, do you think it's effective to cover up their odor? Or it's not effective, but it's like if your parents allow you to wear deodorant, please wear deodorant and keep one in your backpack. Well, I don't get how some people have like a $60 Ariana Grande perfume, but then they don't have a $5 deodorant stick. They probably have the $5 deodorant stick. <laughs> they just, they forgot just forget it. about the $5 deodorant <laughs> stick. So I but. think another common thing that I have seen is when the children, like, and we're talking about going to the restroom, putting on their cologne, deodorant, whatever, going to brush your teeth because your breasts stink. Like, the, I see it every day. They'll watch the window at the door. They'll see their friend go by. Their hand immediately goes up. And it's like, Miss, can I go to the bathroom? And then most of the time I don't. It's like I forget that their besties just walked by. And I'll be like, sure, you can go to the restroom. Because, you know, I don't want to deny people to the bathroom for the most part. And then, you know, 15 minutes goes by. And it's like, hmm, where did Johnny go? Like, he's been in that bathroom for forever. And now five people have to go. And he's still in there with the bathroom pass. And then the Johnny comes back after 15 minutes, reeking of Axe body spray. And then, like, hands dripping wet because, you know, there's never any paper towels in the bathroom. And then it's, oh, well, there's no paper towels because they're all over the floor and people stuff them down the toilet to flood the toilets. I, I feel like this hits a lot of points. Like, one, hurry up and go to the bathroom and come back. Like, tell me, tell me a lie later on, ten minutes later, that you got to go to the bathroom again. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, nothing makes me more frustrated and not just like as a teacher, but just like in life to see people blatantly disrespect a bathroom. Yeah. Um, I feel like some of the hardest jobs out there are jobs that deal with people like having to clean up after people. And it's not always the most fun job you can have. Like I tell it gets them all disgusting. the time that. We're lucky we have any custodians based off the stories that they tell us that they do to the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I have unfortunately also have a sixth grade boy sense of humor. So when they tell me some of the stuff, I'll start laughing. And then I feel kind of bad because it's like, well, I'm not the one having to clean it up. Like the child is not the one having to clean it up. The poor custodians having to clean it up. And it's like the horror stories they tell us goes on in both the girls bathroom and the boys bathroom is awful. I try to like to preach of like not preach, but like more of hey, let's take into consideration like if we were having parents come in and the only bathroom that the parent like your mom could use mm -hmm. is the bathroom that you go to, like would you be happy to show her that bathroom? Or um more of like if your parents or your guardians or your raisins, whoever's raising you, if their job, if they had to come in and be the custodian for the day, would you leave that behind for them to clean up? And I feel like they always say no, but then whoever it is continues to trash the bathrooms. 
I just feel like also sometimes, like, maybe someone's not saying something soon enough. Like, oh, haha, you think it's funny because y'all were throwing water on each other. Like, I get kind of, I don't understand, but the mess is one thing. But, like, them writing all over the walls in all different materials and, like, climbing on top of the bathroom stalls to, like, perch on the stall to look into the stall next to them and then make fun of people or throw water over the top of the stalls onto somebody that's in there. It's like, I was terrified to go to the bathroom when I was in school, like because of the stories that were in there. So I feel like that has not changed at all. And it's, I don't understand. Like what school did you go to? Like, I mean, a public middle school and a high school, but it's, I mean, you always are girls getting in fights in the bathroom. They were always dirty and then, you know, you only have five-minute passing periods, so there's a line out the door, so I was always scared to be late to class. Like, I, I was terrified to go to the bathroom. And, like, I feel like at this school, because some of them are shady, and they'll, like, take pictures of people's feet in there and be weird. And so kids are scared to go to the bathroom. I don't, bl- I don't blame kids for being scared of going to the bathroom. Maybe, actually, like, now that I think about it, like, even girls, um, like, back when, like, I was in middle school, and I think this is where I started, because I get a lot of comments of, like, why do you go to the bathroom so quick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, like, we were told we had two minutes to go to the bathroom, and that's, yeah. like, you, like, the minute, like, your timer starts as soon as you walk out the door. Right. And it was, like, you better walk fast, walk with a purpose, do your business, wash your hands, come back. And it's, like, I don't, I feel like that just, boom, 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 trained me. I feel like a lot of the girls, they'll spend like 20 minutes in the bathroom trying to do all their makeup and then they'll get caught and then they'll come back to the classroom and they'll be like one eye has mascara, then like the bottom lip has lip gloss, but then half the face doesn't have foundation on it. So then they try to do the rest of it in class using their like Chromebook camera as their mirror to try to fix their makeup. And it's like, I'm sure at some point they've dropped their makeup in there or something and made a mess. I know, like, I had one kid, she, like, sat in a pile of, like, powdered blush. And so she had blush all over her pants for the rest of the day. Like, these kids are nasty. I don't know. I'm also, like, not a big fan of public bathrooms, like, in general. Yeah. Um, also in middle school, my um, my teacher... We would read these like little passages and um, one of them was talking about how you have a germ cloud essentially over you. Did you read that too? No, you just told me about this. Oh yeah. Well, like you have this like germ cloud above you and so everything that you do obviously has germs, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like these particles are going like up into your germ cloud and follows you. Um. So it's like when you go to the bathroom, like all of those bathroom germs are like now in your germ cloud. Mm-hmm. And like until you fully like shower and disinfect yourself, like you still have those germs. Is that why you shower three times a day? This Yeah, I, it is. Still? <laughs> <laughs> like, Do you still think that's true or now that you have um, taken more science classes that maybe... Okay, maybe like the way I'm explaining it is not all scientific but... I mean, your germs follow you. Like, you don't get to, like, the, like you would not eat off the bottom of your shoe because, like, your shoe's germ cloud is nasty. Yeah, that's gross. But it's like, this is why you wash your hands to get rid of the germs. This is why you shower to get rid of your germs. 
I just feel like they're so nasty. And it's always a conversation of, would you want to clean that up? No. Are you going to go apologize to custodian? No. Are you going to help them do that? No. Like, are you going to snitch on who trashed the bathroom? No. And they're, I think they're always surprised when I tell them that I used to do housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what I applied for. But, you know, unfortunately now, if you are a manager in some sort, which I was a housekeeping manager, and your staff doesn't show up, like, at a hotel, I mean, the guests show up to check into their room. So I had to go in and clean these hotel rooms or, you know, apartments for Airbnbs. And the way grown adults because you have to be a grown adult legal adult to rent these places left these either hotel rooms apartments was awful it was so disgusting like there would be like just like liquid who knows what liquid all over the floor the bed sheets all had like red lipstick everywhere and then the bathroom towels would be ruined or there'd be makeup everywhere they wouldn't flush the toilets like it's disgusting how people leave Places that knowing somebody else is going to have to clean it up. And it's like, why? Because you're paying for it and you know someone has to clean it up, that that's why you just leave it trashed? Like, even when I go out to, like, a hotel or something, I will, like, pull the sheets, like, off. I will take the the pillowcases off and put it in a pile. And it's, like, one. Because, like, my first job um, was also in the Hospitality. hospitality industry. And my job at 16 years old was to take off the dirty sheets on the mm-hmm. bed and put on, put new sheets on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's nasty. Like, ooh, like you, you slept in that? Like you slept in that mess? Isn't it nastier that some establishments that if the, the bed doesn't look slept in, you don't even have to change the sheets? Oh my God. Like, that was policies at multiple places I worked at where it's like, oh, if it doesn't look like they slept in the bed or used the towels, just leave them. And it's like I get for time efficiency and, you know, the laundromat, you know, cost. Fine. But it's like, that's nasty. You never know what people do and then, you know, make it look like they didn't touch anything. Like, Mm. oh, it was awful. No, that has been on Undercover Boss, too. Yeah. Well, they'll, like, write something in the sheets with, like, a black, like, pen and then they'll tuck and make the bed back up and then check back into that room like the next day to see if the sheet was changed and it wasn't. Maybe that's what I need to invest in so next time you take me to a haunted hotel in another state. That one was kind of bad. Would you like to tell our audience what happened when we traveled to New Orleans (laughs) and stayed in a not registered haunted hotel? Well, as you know, Beaver over here is kind of bougie. So I thought we were going to stay in this nice hotel. Miss Beaver on my own budget is not bougie. I'm bougie on other people's budgets, but anyways. Um, I don't know how many of our It was the best Western, <laughs> downtown New Orleans. I already wrote my Yelp review, so it's nothing new. You can go ahead and describe our experience. Like, look, looking in, like walking in, I was like, okay, like this is cute. This is chic. And then we go up and... Um, uh, let me to start <laughs> what it was like a converted like factory. Yeah, it was like an first. Old, yeah, well, it was like an old factory. Yeah, it was like an old factory that they turned into a hotel. So it was like the the old brick. Like they obviously it was not a hotel that they just functioned <laughs> and put a bunch of room in. So it was like this weird building, anyways. 
but like, and then when you get into the elevator, what happened? But, it, but like the, like the hallway, like the, um, what? Like the common areas. Like the common area. Like it was like very cute, very chic, very like up to date. Very. I thought it was very New again. Orleans looking. Very, but yes, New Orleans looking, but like just it looked nice. So then you go in the elevator. <laughs> And this is, I am not even in there yet. I'm having to park the car like four blocks away. So she's going to check into the room. And so she gets a first eye glance at it before I even get in there. And we get, I, I go up in the elevator and I find the room. And I know, I know I have, we have heard the comments of like, skill is like a prison. I literally felt like I was in a prison cell. Yeah, there were bars the, on the there windows. There were bars in the windows, but the worst part is like the window, like you couldn't, there was no purpose for the window because you only got to see half of it because the floor below yeah. and the other half of the window and like the way they covered it up was super weird. Yeah, so they like put the bars so that you wouldn't like fall through the crack into the next <laughs> and room then, underneath like, the floor you. was like super sticky. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> And then can you explain to me the picture I received as I was walking <laughs> to the hotel room? What was it was something on the curtain. Can you explain to me? I about lost it. I, I forgot where I texted you, but I was like, I am not staying here. You sent me a picture of a blood stain on the curtain. And you said, I really don't know if we want to stay here. It's kind of sketchy. And so I'm already like anxious because i well we like, were already frustrated because we just drove like yeah, 10 hours it was from florida 10 hours in the car i did not know parking wasn't like nearby i didn't know the free parking was five blocks away that i then had to walk all the way back from the car so it's like uh, the dog like you like <laughs> you guys the room then i'm like this is sketchy i don't know if we want to stay here and it's like this is not a, like my money so it's like no we're saying there's not refundable like what's wrong <laughs> and then i get there your feet stick to the floor if you're wearing socks, your socks turn black like from black. And like from being in housekeeping, I know it's because they didn't mix enough water in with the um, chemicals to mop the floor. So it's like I knew that's what was happening. I knew it wasn't just like dirty, but it's like, okay, that's gross. The blood on the curtain, like the bathroom was so small. Oh my God. Like so small. The sheets were gross. Like the pillows were awful. And so that's when I think it got like both of us were like, we just need to go take a walk. Like we put on our tennis shoes and we walked what, like three miles around new Orleans, like yes. Bergman street, the, um, what's the church in the, where they have the art things. It'll come to me. Jackson square. I think Jackson square I don't know where the big Girl, Catholic I church is. Geometry. I mean, I mean we, geography. Were gone, we were gone for a while and then it was like, okay, we're going to walk back. And then we put our heads on the pillow. And as soon as we woke up, we left. It was bad. <laughs> I will say that was probably one of the best sleeps I had on our trip to Florida this summer. But I think, like, my anxiety was so high. And our little, like, three-mile walk yeah. just kind of tired me out. And I was like, one more sleep and I can sleep in my own bed. I know. <laughs> that was so... But that but hotel it, room was so gross. It was gross. Even, like, a small blood stain. Like, it literally looked like someone was, like, murdered on that. Like, shot on the blood. Like, it wasn't shot. that bad. Okay, I'm being dramatic. It looked like someone like cut open their hand like bad. Well, there was like and blood then, like, in the bathroom pulled... too. Like it was like on the guardrail. I showed you the picture. Oh, I don't remember that now, but it's like it looked like they either like touched the guardrail and then went to open the curtain because it was like right where you would put your hand on the thing to slide it over. Yeah, the curtain to the window that's not there. Yeah, it was bad. But then it's like I also think to myself like 
when I was managing the housekeepers or doing that myself, the amount of complaints I would get from sticky floors or marks on something. And it's like the thing I struggled with the most was the customer service part of it going, sure, I know that the lamp is broken, but okay, if I take the lamps away, then it's like, oh, well, there's no bedside lamps. I want a lamp. It's like the turnaround time for me to put in a purchase order or try to go find a different lamp to get approved to then put the working lamp like that takes more than a day. So if it's like a someone checks out at 11, someone then checks in at one, like you have two hours to like fix any issue that goes on in that room, whether that be, oh, well, what if someone's like kid peed the bed? And, oh, now you have a pee stain on the mattress. Like, you can't just change out a mattress in two hours. No, and I don't think a piece, like, someone pees the bed, it's not going to dry that fast Well, either. some places, they don't put mattress protectors on the mattresses, and then mm-hmm. it seeps down into the mattress. It's disgusting. And I just could That's not handle the customer service. And especially, I mean, that was a hotel. I worked at multiple hotels. And then I got into, the, like, the large vacation rental homes where it wasn't just, like, a one-bedroom apartment. It was, like, a gigantic, you know, six-bedroom house where it was you had to deal with the maintenance of the house, the lawn service, the water, the booking, the customers. And at that point, I put my two weeks in. I said, I cannot do this. I cannot deal with all of the housekeepers, the expectations of the homeowners, the guests, everything. I, I, it was too much. And I, didn't, I, I think I get paid more now as a teacher than I did at that job. And technically, I had a higher position and it was just like, I put my two weeks in. I said, I'm going to go work at a restaurant and have fun because this is too much. I cannot. It was the, the housekeepers would always not show up. And then I'd be there by myself cleaning a six bedroom house. And then, oh, well, you missed a spot on the sink. I need you to come back and do it. I'm like, I'm doing the best I can. And then the lawn service people don't show up and the people don't come to clean the windows. It was so bad. I sometimes I'm like, man, like I'm, I'm bored. Like, I'm tired, especially, like, when we have, like, long breaks. Yeah. Um, especially, like, my first year teaching. I was like, man, I'm bored on these breaks. But I also worked in customer service. Mm-hmm. So I was a bartender at a very nice hotel. Mm-hmm. And I, I and going to school full-time, working full-time. But full-time in the restaurant industry is not 40 hours. Right, it's way more. It's 80 hours, basically. And so, like, yes, I got paid more than, like, what I make now. But I will say, like, I'm happier now. Because at least I know, like, I come in, I do my job, and I get paid the same amount at the end of the day. What was, like, a a horror story of working at a bar? Just one, because I know you have many. Like, what's one terrible <laughs> thing that happened to you while you were in c- customer service? Oh my God, there's so many. I had a lot of um, intoxicated people. So that's like where most of the stories came from. But I felt so bad for this one family. Mm -hmm. Um, They came in and like their food was, their food was late. Um, Like the man ordered a beverage. That that particular beverage was like out. Mm Mm-hmm. So I get him an alternate, um, and I bring that, and I spill the alcoholic beverage on their three-month-old baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, I'm so sorry. Is she okay? 
And the mom looks at me and she's like, well, he will be fine if you bring us a napkin <laughs> to try it up. <laughs> okay, so, so you dumped the alcohol on the baby. <laughs> and then like, did they give you a good tip? They did. No. I fully admitted. I was like, y'all, I'm having a bad day. I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know when I worked at the restaurant, I this was when I worked in Wyoming and it was a huge like tourist town and we would get a ton of people from Asia Europe and all these countries that for over there it's custom not to tip because it's always included in the bills wherever they're from so it's like I knew that that was customary over there but it's like most of them still wouldn't tip on like my checks so I'd have to like run out to them in the parking lot going can you please leave a tip and most of the time they would just like drive away and it's just I, like I like that was a two hundred dollar bill that I made nothing on, and y'all just left. And it was like that was probably like probably good two tables a night where it was like like nice people, but you know in America it's customary like you tip like if it's, if it doesn't say included you write a tip. That is why one reason I got out of the restaurant industry, but like I feel like that kind of like segues way into this because I feel like a lot of times the kids are like, why are you a teacher? Yeah. So why are you a teacher? That's a good question. <laughs> so I went to college and I, you know, growing up, I was like, oh, I'm going to go be a doctor and I'm going to go, you know, be all these wonderful things. And, you know, I got into college and growing up, my, my Mimi was always like, oh, you should be a teacher. And I was like, no, I hate children. I'm never going to be a teacher ever because my Mimi was a teacher. I have two aunts that are teachers. I had two cousins that are teachers. I was like, no, I'm not going to be like them. I'm not going to be a teacher. So, of course, I get to college. First semester, fail out of chemistry one. Barely pass biology one. And it's like, I did really well in high school. Like, pass all my AP exams, get to college, and I was it is not the same. Like, you don't have homeworks that help your grade. You have, like, three tests and a final, and you, if you fail them, you fail and the you class. Don't get corrections. No, no corrections, nothing. And you got to pay extra money. Yeah, you got to pay extra to take it again, or, you know, it's just a waste of money. And so, I mean, I was failing and failing and failing, and I think the only, like, I did well in the labs, like biology lab, chemistry lab, it was the lecture classes. And number one is because... um I made the mistake of I'm going to start binge-watching Netflix until 5 o'clock in the morning in my little dorm room. And then I'd be like, well, attendance isn't mandatory. I'll think I'll be okay. So I wouldn't go to class. I'd go in, study for maybe like three days before the test, go in to take the test. Literally nothing what I studied was on the test and be like, well, everything was said in the lectures. And so number the second thing, that gave me insomnia. Like that took me years to get rid of the insomnia of being up all night but then sleeping all day and so it got to my parents were like you're gonna come home if you don't start passing these classes like we're not paying for this like you're gonna come home and you're either gonna get a job you're gonna come back to the community college if you cannot pass these classes and so I was like all right that's one of my sophomore year and at some point in your four years you have to declare a major and stick with it so that you can graduate with... I feel like that's a scam. I feel like it is too, but at that point, that those were the rules. still is. So it was at the point where I had to pick something, and I knew I, I wasn't going to be in medical school. That ship had sailed. Like, I wasn't going to be an engineer. That was gone too. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I, I like psychology. It was... The classes were pretty easy. 
But I was like, you know what? A teaching is not that bad. You get your summers, you get your breaks. You know, I have families of teachers. I'm sure they could give me pointers. So at first I wanted to be a high school biology teacher. And at the college I went to, they're like, yeah, you can get your teaching degree, but then you also have to have a major in whatever subject you're wanting to teach. And I'm like, well, I can't teach biology then because I already failed out of biology. (laughs) So that's not going to work. And so then they're like, well, you could do psychology and that you'd still get, you know, a bachelor of science. You could do a psychology major with a teaching minor. So then you would still have to go through like temporary certification when you graduate, but you can at least still get a job out of school. I was like, fine, that's what I'll do. Come senior year when I graduate, of course, they're like, well, just kidding. Uh, The temp certs aren't the same anymore. You can't just have a minor in education. You're going to have to go back and take all these other classes. So I'm like, not only did I do all of my major psychology classes, passed all of them, I did all of my student teaching observation hours. I did all of my minor classes. And you're telling me I still won't be able to graduate and get a full-time teaching job with full pay? And they're like, no, you'd have to go back. You could get like a substitute or like a paraprofessional job while you go back and get all your other certifications. And so at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to move to Wyoming. I'm going to get a job and I'm going to figure it out from there. So, like, you you had the intent of, like, when you were in college to kind of be a teacher. Yes. And when I was doing my student observation hours, I think I watched, like, third grade or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty fun. Uh, I think I can do this. So, at that point, I was like, and I did work as a summer camp counselor for a little bit. So, I was experienced with children, but not in the way of, like, teaching them. But um, More of, like, the babysitter. The babysitter, yes. And so, when I got... You know, I worked in Wyoming for a while, worked my way up there, uh, didn't want to live in the snow anymore. And the company I worked for at the time closed, like the people retired. So I was like, all right, whatever. It's either I'm going to go back to Florida or I'm going to Texas. (laughs) And here you are. And here I am. (laughs) And so I got into the hospitality stuff here. And then, you know, COVID hits and the whole company goes bankrupt and we all had no jobs. And I was like, oh, like and getting a job back in the hospitality industry during COVID was like never gonna happen. So I, I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna do it. I looked into getting certified in Texas as a teacher. I had to, you know, get re-enrolled in a Texas teachers program. I did, you know, more money out the window for that. And I mean, I treated it like a job. It was you know, I don't remember even how many credit hours it is to pass all of those modules and classes it's like 200 hours it's it's a lot lot. and so i i treat it as a job i would wake up you know nine o'clock i would do a couple hours of that and you know i finished what i got like go march and i was able to get hired the next august so i finished that stuff fast and um at that time like i was applying to different jobs and they weren't in like the city they were like all of the suburb outskirts like (laughs) army bases and i'm just like i don't know if any of these places are gonna hire me and the only people that called back were like we're really desperate can you come work (laughs) i'm like they aren't like the good the nice schools they're like but sure i need a job i'm i'm coming and so my first job i was sixth grade science you know sixth grade science is not the same thing as biology because you got to have the chemistry the physics 
earth science. And I was like, I don't really, like, I enjoy it. But, like, I don't like that stuff. Like, I like the biology. And at that point, it's like, oh, after state testing, that's biology. And all the kids are, don't want to learn anyways at that point. I feel like biology is one of those, like, passion subjects. Yeah. So then I switched to math because I was like, well, I, I can at least take test, like, do math. Like, there's always an answer. I just got to figure out how to teach them how to do it. And, you know, that's still a struggle every day of how to teach them how to get to the answer. But now show it's like, your work. Yeah, show your work. Thank a you. negative times a negative equals a, a positive. positive. Thank you. Now, I bet you couldn't <laughs> explain to me why a negative times a negative equals a positive. Okay, I'm going to do my best. Okay, and this re- is, okay, reading teacher, explain to me. This is, this is where you hate me okay. because you're like, don't do your tricks. I don't know why negative times a negative is a positive so basically you have no conceptual knowledge of most math no but then when but i but i can do math in my head because i showed it on paper so many times but then like if you ask me a reading question most of the time i can get the answer but you can't tell me why i can't tell you why (laughs) the answer is the answer or the kids will ask me and i can give the answer then they ask, well, why or how did you get that? And I'm just like, that is a good question that I don't know the answer to. I, I feel like that's the hardest part about teaching is having to, like, because I, like, I, you, I can write. Mm-hmm. You can write. I can math. You can math. But, like, I'm better at math than I was ever at reading. Yeah. So Which how is, did you get to be a reading teacher from a bartender that spills drinks on babies? <laughs> Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna explain, but there was a chocolate incident. Yes. So anyways, after, after being a bartender, I was like, okay, I got to grow up a little bit. I then worked in, um, FinTech, which is like financial, like technology. Like I would help. Um, small businesses and businesses um, like acquire money mm-hmm. for like sometimes like they like to get loans is the best way to explain it. Um, I would help them get loans. I would help them get funding. Um, I would help them get equipment, which I did make commission on. I was pretty good at it. Um, I would write like contracts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then COVID hit, and of course, um, you know, everybody lost their jobs. Like, mm-hmm. I, we couldn't go to the office. Um, it took a fi- big financial burden on everybody, um, so lost that job. And my little brother, who, you know, um, is autistic, mm-hmm. and with online school, he was really struggling. And so when I wasn't working or I wasn't on calls and meetings, like he would ask me for help. I would help. And he would always tell me like, Oh, I wish like my teachers, you know, would care about me like the way you care. Or like, I wish my teachers would explain it like the way you're explaining. Um, so I decided like that summer to apply to the school and I actually started my first two years out. So when you started science, mm-hmm. we started the same year. Mm-hmm. When you started science, I started in special education. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for two years. And then I switched over to reading last year. 
and now this year. Yeah, I remember you said that you thought that I was not a very nice person when you first met me. I feel like you could say the same about me. I don't think I'd say the same thing about you, but oh. I can see where you get that from me. It's okay, though. <laughs> well, I... well. So what made you pick reading, though, <laughs> out of all of the subjects? Um... You know, that's a really good question. Because I know when you started, there were multiple positions, like in, <laughs> in math, science, social studies, reading, all of them, like what computers, made... music. There was like everything open that you could have picked did from. I, I don't know why I picked reading. I felt like I clicked better with the people on the reading team. Um, and that's why, you know, my really good friend and mentor who came and visited me. just to... Shout out. Shout out, Miss Um But you've gone through a different process than what I did because when I did my alternative certification, like it was all online and like I got it all done in like a summer. So like I never had to do it during a school year, but you're like registered through a university. It's the university I got my degree from. Yeah, currently. And you have, you're still doing classes. And I mean, the amount of stuff you have to do for your certification is way more than what I had to do. Oh, I know. And I don't know if it's because I did mine like during COVID where like the rules weren't so strict and they were like desperate for anybody. But like, I haven't, like I could take my tests when I wanted. You have to wait months to take your tests. I know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like some days, like I am really grateful that I have my program because um, I have someone that comes in and checks on me mm-hmm. and just make sure I'm doing all of the right things all of the time. And, you know, yes, I did special education for two years, but it's not it's not the same as being in a tested subject at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just nice having like extra support of like because you know the first like five years as a teacher like it's always like you're still new because things change so much Mm -hmm. and especially me like just switching from like (laughs) you know where I don't want to say like your test doesn't matter but it's like the level of growth is different well going from special ed to a tested core subject is 100% different anyways. And it's like in special education, like your class size is limited. There's always help. There's always extra people there to make sure everything's going smoothly. But Mm -hmm. when you go into a tested subject, it's, it's all on you. Mm -hmm. And especially last year, as when we had 40 kids in the class. 40 children in a classroom for an hour and a half at a time. Right. Like, it was rough. And I don't know. I mean, it sucks, like, having to get up every Saturday morning and doing it. But I am kind of grateful that it's just, like, extra support. And, like, now I've met people um, who work all over Austin. And it's, like, I have all these connections. Like, I'm not saying I'm leaving. But, like, if I wanted to. Like, if something happened and I had to, like, move to Austin, it's, like, oh, I have someone else. Mm-hmm. Out there looking out for me. Well, I feel like people, there's like a different view of educators that went to college, got an education degree, like did all of that versus the people that are alternative certification where we have had all these other experiences. And sure, I didn't go to college for education, but I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job. Like, I feel like there's definitely a different 
And I'm not saying with everybody, just sometimes the viewpoint says, oh, well. Well, I feel like it's a lot of TikTok. Like, I've seen a lot of people bashing alt-cert teachers on TikTok. And I'm like. And I feel like in our community that we live in, a lot of people are alternative certification where it's like, we choose to be here. We had other opportunities in our lives where, you know, you go from a bartender to a restaurant manager, a bar manager, Mm -hmm. or, you know, you start in housekeeping management, then hotel management, operations management, where it's like, no, we chose, we chose this. We choose this. We're sticking it out. As we said in our intro, we're not going to (laughs) quit. And it's like, yeah, we want to be here just because, and I think, Hopefully that if the kids hear that, oh, you are you can be a housekeeper, you can be a bartender, you can you can time, you can figure it out in your life, and that be fine. Like college is not like college. First thing out of high school is not for everybody. Right, there's a big learning curve, and I do feel like, especially with the alt cert stuff, it's like I like if if I was to ever have children, um, a big if. Like, I think I would rather prefer, like, my kids go to an alt-cert teacher because it's, like, we have teachers on campus who they didn't go to school for education, Mm -hmm. but they have, you know, they have English degrees. They have math degrees. Mm -hmm. They have legit science degrees. Mm -hmm. And every – they were, like, you know what? Like, I can teach this. Like, I want to be a teacher. I want to inspire. I want to help. I want to guide. And it's, like, they're just like us. Like, they woke up and they chose this and they want to be here and we want to be here. I do think to some extent if you've managed other people, whether that be adults or in a company, like you still have the – you now have the experience of classroom management, you know, operations of how to deal with multiple people, not necessarily all at the same time like how we deal with it, Mm -hmm. but it's at least, you know, you're not 21 years old that gets hired at a new school and you've never had any experience at all because you're so focused in on your, you know, lecture classes of how the realistic ideal world of, I shouldn't say realistic cause it's not, but like ideal world classroom is. And it's like you step into reality and it is not like that at all. I, even in my alt search stuff, it's like, but what would you do? And I, as I, like, I will straight up be like, this is like, this is not ideal. Like, this is realistic. This is real world. Like 40 kids in the classroom is not ideal. 40 kids is my reality. Right. How do you help me? Like quit telling me what to do with if I had 15 in a room, like big difference, but maybe this is a good point where it's like next week we could talk about realities of Reality. Yeah, reality of our life. Uh, reality check. Yeah, reality check. Um, but before we go. I was going to say you have a surprise for me. I do. Well, it's not really a surprise for you. Oh. But you've mentioned multiple times tonight that you enjoy your job. Yes. And I wouldn't even say it's your job. It's your career. Yes. You enjoy what you moving to Texas has brought for you. Yes. So I want you to give me (laughs) your best. (laughs) I love this little life. Oh, the TikTok. (laughs) I want you to give me your best one. (laughs) Are you going to do it back if I do it? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think I like this little life. That was actually pretty good. This little life. This little life. 
That is not the surprise I thought you were going to have for me. <laughs> no, but I knew it would catch you off guard. <laughs> I do. I think that trend is so strange. So I think it's funny when people do it at like their dogs. Maybe you should do it to Karen and see how she reacts. Okay, hold on. Let me. Karen is her chihuahua for those of you who are listening. I think <laughs> she tongue right on the lips. Karen didn't really like that. Karen's probably like, can you please stop talking? 